when I was out in France, I instead of going out and networking one of those nights, I sat down and applied for the actual um, opportunity to be part of the festival. So when I came back from France, that's when I found out that we were selected. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this is like amazing because not only is this um, festival for diversity, I actually wanted a way for Planting and Proverbs for people to stream it online, but a lot of people aren't aware of the festival etiquette. A lot of times people make films and instantly just put it on YouTube, but people don't realize where you premiere your film is sometimes more important than the film. You're listening to Stuck in the Middle Podcast, a platform for entrepreneurs, innovators, artists, and movers and shakers of African descent. Hear stories, ideas, experiences, and advice on breaking the mold. This episode is brought to you by our online store. Visit sitmpodcast.com to shop Stuck in the Middle podcast gear. Check, check, check. Stuck in the Middle podcast. I'm Reflex, one of your co-hosts, AK's behind the scenes today. Alex in the building, mind the building. I want to thank y'all for checking out this podcast on a weekly basis. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. You feel me? Checking out weekly. We are on all social media platforms, SITM Podcast. Um, check out the blog section. Buy some merch on the website, SITMPodcast.com. Appreciate y'all doing that, man. Y'all help us, you know what I'm saying, stay on our toes. This particular episode is sponsored by Perfect Office Solutions. They provide affordable, professional, flexible, private office space for entrepreneurs in the DMV area. So if you hit them up, let them know we sent you. You get 10% off. Uh, the promo code is SITM Podcast. You feel me? Get out your mama's basement, man. Go get your office space. You feel me? Yeah, I'm excited about this podcast today. Um, I've been looking forward to this. Shout out to Jason. He put this on. You feel me? He sent me a link to a, you know, Jason, you yes, know, the guest yes. in the building. She, she know Jason. He put me on. He sent me a link. He's like, yo, check this out. And I was like, yo, we got to have her on. And she brought friends. I'm excited to have director, producer, and writer of Plantain and Proverbs. Welcome. Chukunoso. Oh, yeah. Angel, do reke to stuck in the podcast <laughs> alongside Mame Koroma Koroma. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Her sister, <laughs> Chidema do reke. Yo, welcome yes, to the so. podcast. Yo, <laughs> yo y'all some beautiful ladies, black oh, villain in the building. You. I feel blessed. AK, you missing out, but it's all good. <laughs> I want to start like this to you. Yes. You're the writer and creator of this, you know, film. Um, why did you create Planting and Proverbs? Um. Well, I felt like first just want to say hi thank you so much for having us um it's definitely your podcast stuck in the middle definitely represents what plantain and proverbs stands for um but yeah i think i always wanted to see myself on screen see my friends on screen and i don't necessarily feel like the first gen millennial experience has been on screen in a streaming type of platform um so i wanted to create plantain and proverbs to create a space What's, what's what's behind the name? Oh, so um, one of my favorite films is Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that plantain is, um, it symbolizes like the transatlantic love in the mm-hmm. sense that if you are Caribbean, if you are Spanish, if you are African, et cetera, et cetera, you definitely eat plantain. It might be different, yeah. um, but it's supposed to also symbolize the food that we consume. Um, and also the type of stories tying into the Proverbs part that you might hear from your parents while breaking bread. So plantain and Proverbs is supposed to balance each other out. Yeah. You, went, you went out and tapped, you know, to not only your sister, but also, you know what I'm saying, other help. And shout out to CJ. He's also one of the stars in the, in the film. Yes. What was it, you know what I'm saying? I, I just learned there was a whole cast. This is a whole production. Yes, yes. How did you get involved? I'm going to start with you, uh, uh, my man. Um, so I um, heard about the 
casting call for Planting and Proverbs on Backstage.com. Um, it's a website where actors usually go to seek work or like, you know, if they want to help out or enlist their own projects. And I saw that, you know, the role was something that I'm very familiar with because even though I'm from Sierra Leone, um, there's still that struggle with duality and like, you know, your own tradition and where you come from and, you know, being Americanized. So that's something I definitely resonated with. So I thought that I would audition. So I submitted my headshot and resume and she, you know, she liked me a lot. So she selected me and um, there were certain things I had to learn because, you know, even though it's Africa, it's mm -hmm. a different country. Right. And there's a way that, you know, Nigerians go about doing things based on their traditions versus mm -hmm. ours. Cutting plantain, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Cutting plantain was one of them. Yeah. So um, there were certain things I definitely learned. And, you know, it made me, like, be more in one. Yeah, I don't cut plantains in Sierra Leone. We do, do, but the way the we do style, it is different. Yeah. <laughs> on set, we yeah. had to go over. We had to cut. There's a scene in the beginning of the film where she's cutting the plantains. And I had to tell you, you have to cut it a certain way. Yeah. At an because angle. At an angle, we do it this way. Just like Jamaicans, they cut their plantain. Like, mm -hmm. everyone's and they fry it. it differently. They fry it differently, but we all eat it. We just fried it. I appreciate, I, I appreciate yeah. the fact that you you definitely wanted to make sure, you know what I'm saying, it looked right as far as Oh, yeah. God is in the mm -hmm. details. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Was there some behind Pacha stuff, you know, enrolling your sister in this? Or, you know, she well, had no, enrolling. No, so you can tell your story, girl. Right. <laughs> so um, I assisted with pretty much the set designing and the artwork. So a lot of the art and as far as like designing um, placement of certain images and things mm -hmm. of that sort is my artwork. So if yeah. anyone has actually watched Plantain and Proverbs, yeah. um, when they're sitting at the table to eat and there's this beautiful portrait of a black woman and this like red lipstick that she was um, wearing, we wanted it to mimic her beautiful face right. and she also had that red lipstick so right. all of it was fully thought out to where the setting felt like first gen as well mm -hmm. and so the artwork and the photography were images that we took from um so we have a blog called in chem life which mm -hmm. is in chem means my life mm -hmm. um in the Igbo language and so we wanted the images that we took from our travels to nigeria to other african countries yeah. to be represented in the background and yeah. so as they're telling their first gen stories there's also another conversation that's being told behind us similar to this this setting so yeah. that's my role and yeah that's, that's some well. jordan peele stuff <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think though but creatively um my sister and i through our blog and chem life like our, our slogan is always like two, two sisters two culture one bond and i think a lot of our artwork arrives at that space where we're always trying to like stuck in the middle basically mm -hmm. right. we want to talk about the narrative of trying to find balance and double consciousness and duality trying to figure out your psyche you know safe space having a safe space at home and then having a space safe in the outside Side world Man. and finding a community that's like you and then to actually meet an actress that represents that mm -hmm. um, and I was able to find her on backstage which is actually a platform that directors and producers and actors use to connect with one another it's like mm -hmm. a Facebook for um, filmmakers did CJ have to audition as well um yes but I actually <laughs> I knew CJ too CJ is really talented mm -hmm. um, and it was a pleasure to actually have him and to become an Igbo wolf on screen you know mm -hmm. what I mean mm -hmm. it was I'm gonna spell a word and I want y'all to give us the proper way of pronouncing it since we're talking about you know the P word. Okay. P L A N T A I N. 
Looking at plantain. plantain. Tell plantain. the people plantain. it's not plantain. Oh, plantain. Oh, yeah. Okay, the but Caribbean. the transatlantic <laughs> love here. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. mm-hmm. doesn't matter how you say it. It just yeah. matters that you eat it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, if it's jollof rice or rice and peas, just <laughs> eat it, you know. <laughs> plantain the problems in yes, the movie. Yes. I want to get to know you in a little bit personal, but I'm going to start, you know, from you. Who is, who is cheating, man? Oh, oh, well, that's your mom. Ah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Well, go that way then. Yeah. Go that way. Who? Oh, that way. Sorry. Like, wait. Like, that's my oldest. Hey, you're hot. I don't know. She couldn't have She did, ma. Who is Chidema? Right. Um, that's a really good question. Um, yeah. So Chidema is a fresh generation Caribbean girl. Um, Nigerian American who is creating work and who's creating things for women who look like her and educating those who don't necessarily understand her narrative, Mm -hmm. but finding this balance between um, both cultures Mm -hmm. and creating whether it may be through artwork, fine art, photography, cinematography, and collaborating, inspiring women who who look like me. Um, And also respecting my culture and Mm -hmm. respecting my parents and making sure that I am, you know, making them proud in the things that I'm creating and doing and mm-hmm. inspiring the next generation. So that's that's me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. <laughs> I don't even want to give my answer. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. She's going to set the bar up there. <laughs> making me question me. Um, uh, mommy mm-hmm. is a first-generation uh, Sierra Leonean American. Um, my big thing about people is allowing people to feel and allow themselves to process what they're feeling healthily. I'm very big on, you know, just allowing people to just be, you know, um, structure is good, but also the free flow of, you know, just being human is good as well. Mm -hmm. And my big thing, like I'm an actress, so I get to tell people stories. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a job that I get trusted with and, you know, you have to be very careful about how you go about that. Um, so for me, it's all about processing what I'm feeling, being free in the space and allowing other people to, you know, know that they can be that way with me as well. Um, and that's with projects, that's with music, that's with dance, because I also dance and it's just about letting So this isn't your first your first uh, film project. No. Oh, I've done other films. Um but you know, that's just my big thing. We'll just get allowing into, we'll people get into, to feel yeah. and process what they're feeling. Yeah. I rate it. I rate mm-hmm. it. Okay. Hi, I am <laughs> I am um, Chukunonso, which means God is closest to me or God is near. I am the second daughter of three sisters. This is my older sister, Chichi. Um, uh, what about me? I am a storyteller. I am a filmmaker. Um, I'm a director, producer. Yeah, I just love to tell stories. I always say I am first gen through birth, but second gen through experience, because I think that that's a conversation that people need to have. Like, there's levels to the experience. Um, So, yeah, so a lot of my privilege being allowed to pursue art and stuff has come from my parents coming here. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, having parents that have already been here and tried and have overcome has allowed them to raise evil daughters in America with a different type of perspective that has allowed them to move into spaces that art is celebrated mm-hmm. um yeah so that is who i am love to tell stories yeah media trained man they're, they're... <laughs> <laughs> hey, honest, no, you know i want to say congratulations to you and you know to y'all landing oh, you. you know a spot on um amazon's first annual yes, film I know. all voices yeah, film yeah, festival thank you so much how yeah. big of an impact was that to this film 
Um, well, to be honest, okay, so I'll tell you this. So I had, um, so I just graduated. I went to Howard for film school. The Shout only out. HBCU with a master's in film program. Ooh, I just have to, to say, say I have to say that. <laughs> I do think that my narrative, I was able to cultivate myself with people who look like me, mm-hmm. who understood my stories, and they have ate plantain before. Mm-hmm. And so it allowed me to be authentic in my narrative. Um, but and, I hope my rose has plantain cheese. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Saying, <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is, um, what's the point? It's, okay, so I got a fellowship with Magnolia Pictures. I went out to France, and while I was out there, we had already actually shot Plantain and Proverbs a year yeah, ago. Right. And yeah, so I actually have a couple of films that I already had that were out there. So um, the point of this is when I was out in France, I, instead of going out and networking one of those nights, I sat down and applied for the actual um, opportunity to be part of the festival. So when I came back from France, that's when I found out that we were selected. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this is like amazing because not only is this um festival for diversity i actually wanted a way for planting and proverbs for people to stream it online but a lot of people aren't aware of the festival etiquette a lot of times people make films and instantly just put it on youtube but people don't realize where you premiere your film is sometimes more important than the film yeah. mm-hmm. and so i had already had planting and proverbs for a year but i sat on it to make sure that i put it in a place the first time the right way mm-hmm. and so god just allowed you know sometimes blessings come from being mostly prepared to and praying so god just allowed for Amazon to come out and Plantana Proverbs is ready. Man. And right. so, yeah. You, you, you gotta stay ready. You gotta stay ready. You, stay you gotta, ready, gotta you have a concept. Yeah. 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 And so people 100%. don't know. Yeah, I even came up with the script in class. And um, it was fully funded. Fully funded by myself. By I dropped you. thousands this of... This yeah. was not a you know, class project. It's not a this class was project. Yeah, that she yeah. was like, yo, we're going to make this happen. We're going to make this happen, If we yeah. have to shoot it in our place, like, yeah. legit. Yeah. yeah. So, Which yeah. we did, actually. Yeah. That was our apartment. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I thought it was a class project. No. Yeah. No. no we only had to... My professor was like, hey, it was an advanced directing class. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my mentors, her name is Nefertiti, she has her own a production company called Hollywood um, Studios. Hollywood African... I'm messing up right now. Nefertiti, I love you but the point of it is oh hollywood african sorry um and so she had just gave us an assignment to look at a piece of artwork and be inspired by it and i just went off with this whole thing and i was like okay i'm gonna call it plants and proverbs i want it to give an episodic type of vibe i want each episode to end with a proverb um and i want each character to either go against what their parents have taught them or arrive at their values i'm glad you mentioned episodic because i have a bone to pick but i want to <laughs> ask you first when you found out you know you landed on uh, all voices amazon film festival as an actor you know starting this oh show what was your reaction um, i called you first. it was yes <laughs> yeah i was like so excited like i screamed on the phone because like you know it's i watch i was there from the beginning like mm-hmm. from the entire process so i watched you know us go through different phases, right. you know, us shooting in like all different types of weather. You remember that day when it was snowing? I remember. And we were yeah. shooting. And, yeah. you know, just to see like what that project turned into and like how mm. I, you know, my character was a big factor and how I could be of help to that. Mm. I was more happy for her than anything. Yeah. You know, it's great as an actor to be able to, you know, premiere on things and people see your face, but I give credit to the directors and the producers and the people that are actually out there doing the work because mm. it's their project. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we are the face of the project, but they are the backbone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was more happy for her than anything because oh, I know that she put her heart and soul into love. that project and That's she love. deserved it. So, oh, yeah. As of artists, course. you know what I'm saying? Like the, the festival, you know, last question is real quick. It's called All Voices. Right. And it's black women as well as artists. Um, and it, it was created for diversity. Right. You know what I mean? Speak right. a little bit about, you know, that diversity and, you know, being Africans or African-Americans and, you know, Nigerians and creating art. And how that adds to this pro- to this uh, f- festival that celebrates diversity. 
Oh, um, I think. Were you asking me or just asking general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of you. Oh, does yeah. anyone else want to answer? Okay. Mm, I, I can let you go first. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I think that um, I sometimes always have this conversation: Is the artist um, obligated to society? Do you have to represent and speak for people who look like you? Me personally, as an artist, I do think that I do have that responsibility. Um, I do think that if uh, other people tell our stories, they will never truly know us. And so I do not think that the black experience is monolithic. We are not all the same. Mm -hmm. But I do think that if some of us just began to tell our side of our experiences, it will allow more of us to come to the table. But I also don't think that we should wait for other people to create the table. We should, or try to, we should create our own table. We shouldn't try to come and sit at other people's tables. So mm -hmm. by me already having Planting and Proverbs ready, that was an example of not waiting for someone else. I can't keep sitting every day watching different TV shows like, well, I wish I could see myself on screen. Yeah. It gets old. If you're in that lane, which is why I went into filmmaking, create it. Mm -hmm. You know, and my mom always says, create it and they'll come. And so, yeah. Shout out to Mom Duke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Like, um, as an actor, um, especially as a dark skinned mm -hmm. woman, um, I agree. Like, when you go to different auditions and when you um, appear on certain sets, like, there's not a lot of range. Um, like, we're in a progressive society now, so it seems that way, but when you go to auditions and there's like seven blonde girls in front of you who are 5'9, or, mm -hmm. you know, there's a biracial girl or mixed girl, and, you know, they all are like seen first. Like, starting five you know what i'm saying and it's like you you don't look like any of that um it's a struggle sometimes like as an actor to see where you fit and when you have people who just take the ropes and who are like you know what i'm gonna create a lane i'm gonna create an avenue for you and all you have to do is be yourself like that's encouraging for me as an actor because it means that i don't have to change myself i don't have to alter my appearance or i don't have to you know feel like i'm not good enough to get those roles because Sometimes, no matter how good of an actor you are, if you don't look a certain way, people will not hire you. They won't, and that's just that's just it's just black and white. Mm -hmm. Especially in places like um, New York is a little bit more flexible when it comes to that stuff, but especially in places like L.A., where film is a huge thing, um, that's a reality for some people. You know, they get turned down and passed up on jobs because they don't have a certain look. And you know, now in society, the biggest look is it's not necessarily more like oh they're choosing white people it's more of like they're choosing biracial ethnically ambiguous people that's like the look now and if you don't look if you don't look like that or if you're the further extreme it's it can be a bit discouraging sometimes it can be a, a colorist issue so i'm happy that i get to meet women like oh, Nonso and her sister and you know so many so many other people that are creating creating mm -hmm. avenues for women like me because it gives us hope mm -hmm. you know that's dope I read it. right and for me I feel like they explained <laughs> a lot um, but yeah I think they touched on a lot of the points that I was going to bring up but for me I think what I value the most and when you think about like all voices and diversity is that the beauty and how all of us you know how it felt very inclusive mm -hmm. and so sometimes it's like Africans against African Americans mm -hmm. Haitians and you know and for all of us to be in one space yes. and be represented yeah. in front of the lens and mm -hmm. behind yeah. the lens I, I felt like 100% that was, black yes yeah, yeah. just blackness yeah. and you know from a western perspective in Africa like yeah. all of us were being the represented whole the whole diaspora, and so whole um, you know getting people to see the beauty and like not just focusing on the people who were in front of the 
headlines and watching Plantain and Proverbs on Amazon, mm-hmm. but also thinking about the Behind, cameraman. Yeah. You know, the woman who helped to make sure everyone was fed on set, like mm-hmm. the, the entire thing, the makeup artist, everyone was just, yeah. it was just black people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And celebrating us in all our, gl- in all our glory, yeah. I think that is the true, you know, statement of diversity yeah. and, yeah, yeah, not just... That yeah. the story that yeah. you're trying and to tell. And it's funny that she's saying she'll tell you, like in between the takes, like I was there as a director frying mm-hmm. plantain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, yes. no, I, I promise that plantain you. Plantain was burned. <laughs> no, no, but I took hey, <laughs> Thank it was you. Part, I'm, it I'm was glad you guys, I wanted to it tell my sister it was on purpose but I'm glad I'm you said it, it was, wait, 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 my mom brings up all the time I was like everyone I wanted this noticed show. that that plantain was okay, burned okay there is this <laughs> you said on purpose no why? seriously it was this monolithic thing that a, a girl that is supposed to be coming of age Nigerian American a lot of people cannot cook Let's have so this you're real burning on purpose to say she could, she's learning the main character. Yeah, she couldn't. That's why. So there's or a to show part. how that we're all flawed. Let me tell so you. Y'all, y'all agree. You know what I'm saying? So, no, no, no. Uh, I agree. No, the main character. But if I fried it, it wouldn't have been burnt. But I didn't. Uh, girl, you were in a part. <laughs> I could have had you fried. So let me tell you. So we have this thing behind film that's called craft services. The people who take care of food. Like my mom cooked like a bunch of food for everyone to eat. Right. We didn't use some of that for the actual production. You see what I'm saying? So I wanted to show the main, the other character, Adana, is supposed to be perfect. So that's why she took a piece of the plantain and put it back in there. She would have made the plantain perfectly. But mm-hmm. her character, there were some parts for the film that we didn't even put in. Her mom, she called her mom. Her mom was basically trying to tell her, did you cook it right? Mm-hmm. Did you? But we didn't add that, so you didn't get to see that in the film. Mm. Yeah. Which, so, but my mom comes to me. She's like, people are asking me, why is it plantain burnt? I'm like, mommy, that's not the point of the story. So Just funny. focus. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's a that's a perfect story. <laughs> no, he knows it though. I know. Yeah, okay. Burnt plantain. I mean, how many girls have you? T- okay, well, let's see. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Camera has to come <laughs> out. This, we are not that's a whole another. That's not I'm just saying that all of them know how to cook. Did all of them know how to cook? Did all of them know how to cook? All of the girls I talk yes, to, definitely they, not. Exactly. But I think they could fry plantain. Hopefully, all right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to ask y'all real quick though. What do you? Uh, you graduated from Howard. Yes, congratulations. It's uh, filmmaking. What are you pursuing right now? Or you know, yes. we talk about stuck in a minute. What, what is your balance? Okay. Nine to five and passion. Or no, so actually, right now it's so funny you said that. So right now, I just graduated. So excited. Um, and I just, I just wrapped up on. So I've been taking on projects, and um, so I just wrapped up on this music video. It's about to be really amazing called Black Excellence. It's supposed to tell the narrative of Black people. And then right now. I'm actually working on a film that Jason hired me for as a director. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. It's called Of One Blood. Um, show, show, show. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be really, really amazing. So Blood. right now, yeah. yeah. So right now, I just got and I'm just like, well, funny enough, God has been able to bless me where I've been working on projects and paying my rent with it. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Let me just go ahead and say it on, on camera. Thing. It's yeah. a, and a lot of people don't. And because I actually know how to create film from the beginning, of course you need you need a cinematographer, you need a color machine, all of that. But to be able to conceptualize a thought as a screenwriter, director, producer, I'm happy that I have that ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say it on camera, so you're stuck. You're going to direct my next music video. What, what you got going? So, <laughs> I am the struggling artist. I work a nine to five. I and, it. I um, it, yeah. you know, I pursue my passion, you know, on my days off or, like, mm. when I have free time. Um, but I am lucky enough to have access to certain people mm. who are constantly you know, interested in me for projects. So mm-hmm. I'm always working, um, even when it doesn't seem like I'm working. But, you know, I'm not at that level yet where it's like I, you know, can pay my bills with it. So, you know, mm-hmm. I still have to work. But, you know, we're all works in progress. So yeah, it really, takes time. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the question? 
Oh, what are you doing? Oh, well, you're what a complete do you do? boss. A poor, a poor so let's just hear this Right. Story. So I am, and I just recently told my sister, like, yo, this is a blessing. But yeah. um, I run my own, my creative agency. Mm-hmm. So I work for myself, like, mm-hmm. completely from designing to social media marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I do not work for anyone. But Amazing. that is a blessing. I'm telling my sister, like, graduating from Howard and being able to just focus on your art and to live as a creative, like, that is... Like, that is the dream. You yeah. know what I mean? Regardless yeah. of what level you're at. But, yeah, that's yeah, what I do. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and studied fine art. And, mm. again, like, oil on amp- oil on canvas portraits of black women. Like, that is mm-hmm. that is my... And her work like, is fantastic. Her work yeah. is, like, Shout it's out. amazing. Shout Speaking of uh, black women doing art, all of the stuff y'all see in here was done by a black woman. Really? Wow. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah. There's what was a piece that I saw in the yeah. corner. <laughs> I did not say what was her name. With the, <laughs> with the cap. But it was beautiful. Oh, my God. She was an abstract piece. <laughs> but I definitely noticed the art, yeah. And I feel like the space is like beautifully curated to where I yeah, feel, right. I feel the culture without necessarily mm-hmm. understanding the the full goal yeah, or man. mission. So that's beautiful. Right. Let's get more into this movie, right? I feel like I enjoyed it. I feel like you know, I'm 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 glad you said the sequels because I felt like man, I think the way it ended. Oh. <laughs> I was even having a conversation with my brother AK. It's like, bro, y'all just left a lot of questions. So is there, you know, is there more in the works in the pipe? So that's my overall goal. My overall goal is to have Plantain and Proverbs be actual episodic. Um, I think what was most interesting is that so many people, a lot of people, didn't even believe that I did that while I was a student, while I was in school, um, and a lot of people were just like, well, why was it a short? And so I'll explain it this way. So a lot of the time well, the Amazon Film Festival was a shorts festival, but um, if people only knew how much money and time it took just to produce that short to be of that quality and caliber, it was intense. Um, and it was a lot. And it took like a year and a, a year and a half, basically, Almost for a, what was that, 14 minute 14 video? Minutes, yeah, 14. Um, so, yeah, so that's why I want to be able to like raise enough money or hopefully get it picked up. That's my overall goal mm-hmm. to get Plantain and Proverbs picked up where somebody else will want to do the funding and I can just take care of Derek the and writing and yeah. directing because it is no joke to be a producer. Right. You have to be in charge of the crew and in charge mm-hmm. of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to do a production schedule. You have to do the call times. You have to like figure out because you have have to feed your crew no matter what you have to feed your you cast have set, you, you have, have to, to take set too, like, yeah they'll tell you like i told them like hey i want each character to have their nails a certain way i'll pay for your nails i will like yeah. you have to be that in the, everything yes. was thought out and people are just like well why is it only 15 minutes like you don't know how much it takes just to even like Produce do something that. or to get it colored or yeah. to mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot that people don't know and i think until you actually end up doing filmmaking and no shade, but actually trying to make something of quality, yeah. you'll get why you don't... I Basically, I would rather have one thing out that's really good than someone, uh, if I put it on YouTube, someone is just like, girl, we couldn't even hear the sound in the right. other half of the video. <laughs> right, I don't, man. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I do think that as a Nigerian, you know, a Nigerian-American filmmaker, I want to show we have a lot of great things out here. Like, I love, like, we watch, like, in Danny TV, like, girl, we were just watching All Got Pasta, then it got can- canceled, yes. Skinny on Transit, like, there's so many things. I was just like, why why aren't there anything for the first gen experience like right, that? Right, um, where people knowing what spaces to go and to watch the type of content that they're looking yeah. for, where a lot of us aren't really necessarily turning on ABC, Channel 7, no. Channel 4, to, to engage with the type of shows we want to watch. Right. So we're on the internet, we're yeah. searching. And so yeah. I feel like that shows the hunger. Like, a lot of us are looking for yeah. people that look like us, yeah. who can have, you know, an African-American accent and, and then still switch it, switch it yeah. to, you know? Yeah. And looking to see that on TV, it's like, yes, girl, I get it. Yeah. Like, I feel And you, I was shocked you know? by the responses. A right. lot of people are just like, thank you so 
so much. I've been looking for this. Who are also American as well. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to yeah. see how they're like, girl, I, you know, older I have a friend Africans. who I was, was like, dealing with marrying this guy who needed oh. a green card. You know, having <laughs> yeah. those type of conversations, like it's like, yeah. you'll be surprised that it's not just Africans who can deal with yeah. this. To the story, to what yeah. we're talking about. So. Yeah, and I do think, so my overall goal is to continue to tell the story because I do think that if you're really good at storytelling, the story should be universal. Um, and I should, anyone should be able to look at that story and be able to emote and relate to those characters. Mm. So, yeah. Man. Yeah, I don't dig like four questions deep in my oh, I, like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Mommy, what inspires you as an actor, as an actress? Um, I would say um, my need to tell people's story. Mm. Like, um, like as a young girl, I feel I feel like a lot of the things that I faced was very overlooked. Um, you know, there were avenues for so many different people, and I never saw an avenue for myself. So, as an actor, again, it's a big job. It's a big responsibility. You are to portray people true and true. Like, mm-hmm. you would be surprised at how offended or upset people get when you miss small things. That's why she said the devil's in the details. Like, mm-hmm. as oh, God, a, oh, God. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God is in the details. Well, don't do the devil. No, did you see her accent just I come know. out? Girl, Yo, I'm sorry. The devil. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, it. God is in the details. <laughs> like, you know, like, hey. just my, like, you know, just my drive to, like, okay, these people, like, they don't have an audience, you yeah. know, they don't have a voice, you know, they don't have someone um, basically explaining the things that they go through day to day, you know, it's my job to do that, and you will be surprised at how people's minds and perspectives change when they see something in front of them, you know, we're very visual creatures as human beings, mm-hmm. when they see people's struggles, when they see what people actually go through, um, I can think of like so many movies where people have seen depictions of different places and they're like, wow, I never knew it was like that over there mm-hmm. until they saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right. the same thing with the news. Like, yeah. you know, media controls a lot and right. it shapes people's perspectives a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, that's a very big thing for me. So that's my job. Mm-hmm. That's the job that I've been given. Mm. Same question for you as a writer and for you as a, you know, artist. Yeah, um, I think, funny enough, when I was in high school starting, I wanted to be a politician. I swear I was going to be a politician. I used to intern for a politician, shadow them, and because I really wanted to change the way people thought. I wanted to like inspire people, have people come together. Then as I got older, I did um, mass communications when I was an undergrad, and then I finally went off to go to film school. I realized that like there is so much power in um, creating images that helps people see themselves and to help shape their minds. And I wanted to just like create content that would help girls that are like me or coming of age to see themselves. You know, just like we were just talking about the whole brown skin girl song. There's so many women that are probably already brown skin that are going to be like, wow, I look nice today Mm -hmm. just because they heard a song. Imagine if you kept seeing content visually that emphasized that same notion that you were beautiful the way you are you'll begin to believe in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, cinema and film and storytelling, in, an, in, an, in a certain way, it is propaganda. But if you use propaganda in a way where it's helping to push the narrative forward, hopefully in a positive way, um, I do think that, like right now I'm wearing a shirt that's called Fufu, um, but to me, I think it's symbolized it's from a company called Van Goods. But I think it symbolizes the Nigerian American experience because, okay, the coloring might look like the American flag, but the content Fufu is, of course, from the diaspora. You know, and so I think in little ways, storytelling can really start conversations, and that's all I really want to do. I'm just inspired to start new conversations. Real quick, uh, for the young girl or the you know the girls out there, you know, inspire, aspire to be you know filmmakers. 
Is film school, you know what I'm saying, like, should they pursue film school or can they just do it themselves? Um, so I'll say this. Um, I don't think that everyone, do not be fooled, you do not need to necessarily go to film school to become a filmmaker. I have so many talented filmmaker friends that never went to film school and they could probably tell me more about how to use a camera than I know how to. Um, and even when I was in film school, I spent a lot of my time, like, buying books on Amazon to teach me extra things because... Film encompasses so much. There are people who focus just on editing. There are people who do ADR. There are people who do um, coloring. There are people who who are the cinematographers. You have your first assistant cameraman, second assistant cameraman. You have the director. You have the scriptwriter. You have the producer. It is a gaffer. You have okay, Gigi, girl. girl. I'm learning. All right. But the point, <laughs> the point is, it's so big that even when I was in school, I focused on directing, scriptwriting, and producing. When I first came into film school, I thought I was going to be a cinematographer. Mm-hmm. I wanted to shoot films, you know, just because I was kind of good at photography. But I don't necessarily. Feel Feel like it's a must what i will tell you is whatever you do be serious about it mm-hmm. um yeah, i know so when so. i was in film school like i was so i applied to everything yeah. i would be reading books and my professors weren't even telling me to right. read i'm really right, not trying right. to sound like an african parent but whatever you put in life you will get back yeah. and i really really was dedicated to learning my craft because no one is going to give you anything in life right. so a lot of the blessings i was able to get while i was in school like i won thirty thousand um dollars for another film i have called bride price and it ended up being like the first inaugural winner for a short pitch contest but I would go out of my way and spend time researching different film competitions and I would apply to them and then I would send them to my classmates some of my classmates didn't apply but I would spend that time to apply and those things ended up blessing me so I don't think film school is a necessity if you do it just be serious that's all because you can go online and read books and and I think taking the time like she was saying like um you know, taking the space between like, okay, getting an undergraduate degree in mass comm, oh, right? Yeah. And then so the expectation after you graduate from undergrad is like, all right, bet, I'm going to go back to school, yeah. you know, start collecting degrees time back to back and, travel, and never yeah. really taking the time to be like, yo, is this something I want to, to do, do for yeah. the next 30, 40 years? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think my sister taking that space, mm-hmm. if it's two to three years, like, let me explore, let me start a blog, you know, yeah. let me start traveling, right. picking up photography and noticing right. like you have an eye for things that most people can't even see right and so i think that is the true beauty and like where she is today is being able to take take that time to explore that which is sometimes we don't necessarily get the privilege and it is the privilege you know what i mean not necessarily having the support from your parents you know because my parents parents were really like have always pushed us you know even when i was struggling and studying fine art in school and you know my friends i will go to visit my you know African friends and their parents are like, oh, what are you studying? I'll yeah. tell them, they'll be looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. You know, and I'm calling my parents like, yo, mommy, I don't know if I can. And my that's, parents that's are like, in a minute, yeah. right. And they're like, what? Look at this talent that God yeah. is giving you. Pursue that. Focus yeah. on that. Yeah. And so I think having that support too from your parents mm-hmm. uh, definitely helps to help yeah. you to like, focus. if you need to travel to work on this next project, then go to Africa go to Nigeria for the next month gain that inspiration eat the food you know meet the people things like that and then bring that back here to create whatever it is you need to do so I think maybe that is part of your success yeah. is being able to like explore that and doing that and then but there's something she just uh, there's a main answer I forgot to say is that you need hands on experience with filmmaking so let's say you want to be a DP or you want to be on set you need to volunteer your time a lot of filmmakers will go and just be production assistants you need to it's a physical thing it's like you can't learn how to 
cook outside of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can watch YouTube all you want on a quick way to <laughs> right. make jollof rice. But until you go in that kitchen, mm-hmm. you will never know how to make jollof mm-hmm. rice. Yeah. And so filmmaking is very hands-on, especially if you want to be a script writer, you need to buy final draft or you need to just sit down and write. So it's within the practice that you get better. But I don't think film school is a necessity. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like you definitely need to volunteer your time and just try to figure out different ways to better your craft. I went to film school undergrad. It was garbage. Speaking of garbage. <laughs> Are you serious? Speaking of garbage, <laughs> uh, I would not put the name of the school out there. Uh, speaking of garbage, what's the last movie that you watched that was garbage? Oof, that's a really good question. Um, the last movie I watched that was trash. Um, dang, I haven't watched a movie in a bit. I know what movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, the movie that everyone hyped with Issa Rae and this girl, this small girl Which that produced one? it. From Blackish. Yeah. Oh, that I movie, know what you're talking about. The Marseille Martin one. Um, where they took over, she took over yeah, her body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, forgot yeah. the name of it. Complete it wasn't good. trash. I'm sorry if no one d- agrees with me, but I fell asleep in the movie. <sighs> I felt like the movie was the the hype and I feel like this is starting to happen That's a lot where there's a lot of hype around movies from influencers, from celebrities to get us to get black bodies in the seats. And then you're sitting there, I'm like, yo, what am I supposed to take away right. from this? You see what I'm saying? Which I did feel like a lot of it was just supporting like yo it was a 15 16 year old girl who finally like produced this and but I didn't even finish that movie like I mm. woke up when the credits and I think my, my younger sister tapped me like teach you the movie's over it does go and yeah <laughs> but we paid for it we went mm-hmm. to support but I think that was the last I like the honesty it's you know it, it, I, it calls for you know better craft yeah. yes and I was disappointed Issa in Issa Rae like, I can't say because anything. I love a lot of her work <laughs> I started. can't I can't I will never you'll never catch me saying anything bad about her because I mean I met her I met her at Sundance and she took off her gloves and she shook my hand and I, I told her I just read some Michelle Obama book um, and she was just telling me like keep going like she's yeah. really nice you know what I'm saying oh I'm I, not well, gonna... this wasn't a jab at her no no I'm just saying I can't <laughs> say honest, you no know she's saying, honest like, I'm just saying I can't at the projects <laughs> right. like, I don't know if Anyone right. actually went to go see this that is movie, not a shout out. Issa, it's not a, a shout out. Yeah. I'm just trying to say, right. like, content wise, yeah, like, there's a reason why <laughs> certain people are able to get into the door. And so, for me, it's like, sis, you got this far, you're right, creating right, really right. dope stuff that we haven't seen. So, why then drop the ball after you get to a certain level? It's like, if it was me, but you this is what go, I would say. As right. Right. Okay, I'll just say so I'm not I, even just trying to say this, just of how, like, you know, I can't say anything bad about her, but I'm just trying to say what a lot of people don't know is like, you can have a big name film in a film right let's say okay Issa Rae but you do not know all the other stakeholders so when you have an executive producer whatever they say that final film is about to be because they put the most money that's the film Mm -hmm. so you can be in a part of it in, in a certain way you might be a director might be an actor but the story is not yours you see what I'm saying? So it's like right. it wasn't her even, story it's to not tell. Her, I can't you know remember the girl's so name. I've learned that too because when name? you have more in, I think it's Marseille Martin. Okay. When you yeah, have more, so all her, I'm just trying to right. say when it you have her, more people at the table, like for instance, like if you look at Insecure, totally different vibe. That's mainly all her. I'm just saying yeah. like but this I wasn't is this is this is going to my next question. How do you critique a film? Oh as a film creator, how do you want people to I just so have had some conversations and you know I'm not gonna name drop you know upcoming <laughs> filmmaker not gonna name drop I will say this I've had some conversations where when you are I don't want to come from like the academia point um, standpoint but like everyone is not gonna see film in the same way mm-hmm. there are a lot of iconic black films that people do not realize that black filmmakers were not behind creating that so you're watching a black film that a white man created 
So their perception of what blackness is, is being pushed into your household and you're taking that narrative on. Correct. A lot of the times, black people are not even behind these black blockbusters. So you're saying do your research. Do your research. See what content you're taking in. You won't even know. But then at the same time, a lot of us are just like, well, at least they made a film. And it's like, like Black Panther, amazing film. Who got the money? Thanks. These are real conversations. But people, sometimes we just want to be like, oh, let's go to see this film. They're finally showing yeah. us. But black people are the highest consumers in this country. Of course, they're going to create a film like this. It's brilliant. Like, we're going to go and spend our money on it. But at the same time, it was great to see Black Panther out. So sometimes it's like you want to be aware of the stuff that you're taking in and you want to celebrate it because it was a major stride for us. But was it done by us? I don't know. Or making Ooh. us the faces of it again, which was the point I was trying from to us, make. From us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is we, it by I mean? us or just for That's us? That's how I feel about uh, a lot of Tyler Perry movies. Like I was gonna ask you, how do you cre- uh, critique performance? Sorry. You- oh, for me, it's based on. So I'm coming from an actor standpoint. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's based on uh, character development mm-hmm. and um, like plot. Um, for me, I feel like if a character's not progressive, if there's no growth, you can see it clear as day. And that's why I feel like a lot of TV shows, um, like for example, what's that Nola Darling TV show? Um, oh, She's Gotta Have she's It. She's Gotta Have It? Yeah. I personally did not like it. Um, yeah, I heard that was just canceled. I feel <laughs> like, like I did not like it. Like, I first feel like there was first. no... Thank like, you. From season one? From first episode, Seth. Please, go I ahead. I also... Like, I, I, okay, but I will give yeah, you guys you. just a lot that people don't know. No, no, no. But still, I understand. You, but you don't understand, like, but from an actor's perspective... Because there are a lot of people that have never even seen... I get so annoyed. There are a lot of people that don't even know that um, she's got to have his base on the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. They don't know. Why did you never think from an actor's that it yeah. was? Yeah. So from an actor's perspective, I feel like the plot was it was very rushed. Um, there was no like there were there were no stages in between the plot, and also like there was she had no progression throughout that entire first season. Like I feel like she was she was just complacent. Like and it just jumped from stage to stage to stage. Yeah. One minute she's with the guy who had, who's married, and the next right. minute she's here, and then right. it's she's with Mars. Like there was no type of like progression in her character, and no type of growth within like her as a person to where you could be like, okay, I can relate to this girl. It's like she was just in a whole bunch of different situationships right. at once. Mm-hmm. And then Literally, from an but, artist but perspective, not, but wait, but, but they're why? creating right. for the person that is streaming. They're not. They're making. <laughs> but stuff. okay, no, I'm saying, I'm but, not but, from an artist perspective perspective where it was like okay this is i even know the artist that they were pretending that it was yeah, her a lot of art don't know that that she was creating she knows the artist really i know the artist that was doing do you see what i'm trying to say yeah. the her art that they were using where they would flash to that scene yeah, yeah, yeah. Scene. right mm-hmm. so for me seeing that as a millennial black woman as an artist i just felt like these these were stereotypes that you put together that when people do you know there are guys I've dated that have been like yo when are you gonna do a portrait of me like you know what I mean very hypersexualized like yes. oh she's an artist she's you an know artist. like yeah. so they all of those yeah. things yeah. you know braids light eyes you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. like very different yeah. partners yeah. they inspire her art yeah. like it was just things that I, I I could relate to where it was like yo why would you even why would you make the, these stereotypes? You would even perpetuate these these thoughts that people already feel about black yeah. women, one, mm-hmm. and female black artists yes. or creatives. Like, why do that? So for me, I was just like, I'm not even, yeah. I don't like this at all. Like, mm. so that's my perspective. You know, two different perspectives. Yeah. Uh, on it. I know you about to. I know you. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say something. <laughs> and even parts where they were trying to make it seem like she had um, a come to Jesus moment. The thing is canceled. Like, Let know. us leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just had to like. Where they tried I just, to make it seem like she was deep. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it was I'll so surfaced. Like I had. There was no connection. <laughs> none. Like. 
Season two necessarily for me wasn't my wasn't my favorite. It's Plants and the Chiefs right now. It wasn't. <laughs> but real quick, I do want to get this in though. It's about Plants. I do want to get this in though, real quick. What's okay. the what's the uh, last movie or movie last movie that y'all watched? It was like this is for you as an artist, as a director. That was like, man, I want to go create right now. I want to go write right now. It just left you in awe, inspired. Um, that, oh, it has to be Bill Street could talk. Yeah. Period. Hands down. I've seen that film three times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Everyone is not necessarily going to watch it and like understand it. But mind you, I love James Baldwin. But everybody, you can tell everyone that was on that team, Barry Jenkins, like everyone knew what they were doing. From the coloring, from the costume design, even color theory to know that the main character, when she walks in, she has on marigold. And you could see how they played with what the love soundtrack. is. It wasn't just about them falling in love. But it was about like the black family and how we overcome. Like The score, the soundtrack, me and my sister, sometimes we would play in the morning just to wake up like it's like sage like burning sage in your house like overall that film was beautiful i think it should have won best film um i know he just won the year before was it the year before i don't know Mm. but he had just won for moonlight barry jenkins but yeah when i watched um even moonlight i loved it but even when i watched if bill she could talk i was just like this guy is a cinematic genius um yeah um the last movie i saw was uh moonlight actually what I really liked about that was um it wasn't like your typical type of like you know um like I feel like the way a lot of black you know LGBTQ people are portrayed it's just one lens um with Moonlight you know he was selling drugs and you know the guy that was that he learned to sell drugs from he was somebody who was openly gay he was in the neighborhood and you know he wasn't really hyper masculine you get what i'm saying like there was a lot of depth to his character and there was a lot that he was trying to teach him about being openly gay and being comfortable with that granted he still fell within that same pattern because you know of the traumatic things that had happened to him as a kid like you know his mama being on drugs and you know him dealing with being bullying in school but you could see that you know this character there were layers to him and I love when there's layers to a character. Mm-hmm. I love when it's just, they're just this way or they're just that way. He's just hostile. He's just this, you know? He's just scarred. No, it's like he's scarred, but he's moving and he's developing and he's trying to find himself. And he goes through different stages that mold him as a person. Because think about it, us as human beings, mm-hmm. every time you come in contact with something, it changes you, mm-hmm. no matter how small it is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how movies should be made as well because that's the human experience. Especially black movies. Yeah. And we always have to be either we're just a drug dealer, we couldn't be the drug dealer who's gone through a lot of things but also does community service in the afternoon sometimes they <laughs> right. never allow black characters to breathe <laughs> and exist like human beings we always become prop pieces on set like and i feel like a lot yeah. of movies um don't depict the humanity in blackness mm. like a lot of times um i was just talking to my cousin about this bad kids in school especially bad black kids when something happens they're automatically disciplined there's no therapy, there's no, you know, get your parents involved, there's no counseling, it's either you're suspended or you're out of school. You know, in in white environments or other environments, it's like, okay, well, you know, let's take you to a child psychologist. Right. Um, let's take you, you know, let's let's take you to rehab. You know, black people aren't given that choice. When we when we do bad things, we're automatically punished and we're just thrown to the wayside and treated like animals. No one tries to see the humanity in the things that we go through. And, you know, I feel like when movies show layers like that, it gives a perspective like, you know, it might change that person's mind who may not necessarily see the humanity in black people, you know, and be like, you know what, maybe I should change my perspective a little bit. You know, we're not given that fair chance. And I feel like Moonlight, you know, it was, I loved it. I cried so many times. I love that movie so you from, much. You from Sierra Leone, right? Yeah. You're the one Sierra Leone woman who I know is like, you know, not crazy. 
<laughs> oh my god! She looked over she like, what? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, what I was, did I say? I was, I was led to say that. Okay. That's coming from behind the camera. Oh no! But as, as we, what type of Sierra Leone woman have you come in contact with? I don't know with? many. I told you that I was influenced. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> but as we, as we round up how do, how do y'all you know who've created this you know great film want it to be received Plantain and Proverb how do you want it to be received for those who haven't watched it yet or for those who have watched it Wait. probably didn't get it probably thought the Plantains was burnt <laughs> probably thought it didn't it end well it was the coloring it was the coloring whatever <laughs> it's supposed to be okay um, well I did want to say um, I think overall I just want people to just have an open mind um, take a risk on your own people. Believe that we can create things of quality too. And don't wait for other people to tell our stories. I think it's really important. And I think that we've all been raised on the things that our parents have told us. Um, why not watch it play out on screen? So, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And I was just going to touch on that. You know, we always talk about um, buy black and this, that, yeah. all the hashtags Boo-boo. in the world. For us, buy us. For us, for us. All the black for us. For us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. On, um, on on Twitter and Instagram, but yeah. we, how many of us really do it in real life? Yeah. So it's like if you're really about the books you're reading, yeah. the movies you're watching, holistic, the man, be holistic. Then, then support, yeah. you know, someone that you're actually watching this content, listening to it right, right now. Why right. not be about what you're for talking us about? From so, us. Yeah. Ooh, for us from us. I like that. Who's single? Who's single? Mohia, who's taken? Okay, you know what I'm saying? Single. I am single. Taken. Yes, uh, single. No, for? single. Oh yeah, single. DMs <laughs> open. Huh? D- DMs, DMs open. DMs closed. My DMs are closed. I don't have time for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, DMs you closed it. too. Yeah. Okay. So. Sorry. You good? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what was the question? Yeah. <laughs> you single? Yeah. Are you single? Are you single? Oh, you're not. No, I'm not. Okay. Wow, this is, where is this gonna end? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> well, I just like to end on light note, but no, I appreciate y'all coming through, man, kicking with us, talking with the podcast, Thank speaking you. with No So, yes. um, and Ma, and my man, you know, saying they are. Involved with planting a private film. Thank you. Yo, thank you for making this movie. Oh, yes. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to Jason for putting me on. Uh, I was excited to have you on. Thank you for honoring the invitation, being oh, here. Thank you so much. And uh, I enjoyed the conversation. Thank, thank you for inviting thank us. You for thank having you. us. Thank you for creating mm-hmm. this space, like stuck in the middle, yeah. in which we all are. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. listen, if you enjoyed what you heard and watched, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, SITM Podcast, on all social media platforms. Um, Couch Talk is popping. It can get, I think, cranking. Uh, send us. Um, you know uh, topics to discuss right now we are talking about the relationship between african americans africans do you think there's a divide episode one is up we got two more in the can uh go check it out SITM podcast youtube.com slash SITM podcast it was therapeutic a lot of um you know people airing out some some good stuff i watched it and i almost cried i wish i was in the building but um again perfect office solution uh is the uh, sponsor for this episode hit them up let them know what sent you get 10 percent off SITM podcast is the promo code i am reflex shout out to alex ak in the building ma Planting a private streaming on Amazon right now is only like a dollar. That's like, you know, it's free. Cheap. Oh, it's free. It's free. free. Yes. Go ahead and watch this. Oh, no, no, no. no. It's free. No excuses. Yeah, so go and watch it. I'm about to watch it again. And, uh, yes. yeah, she's going to direct my next, you know, I'm just, hey, this is talking to the podcast, <laughs> and we out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Stuck in the Middle podcast. 
You can email us at stuckinthemiddle237 at gmail.com. Stay connected with us on social media at SITM Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And visit us on the web at sitmpodcast.com. <laughs>